welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I am rejoined for part two of Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol by Chloe. I'm back. Thank you for <laughs> returning after a whole week. Oh, I had to. <laughs> had to finish it. Let us kick back off where we were, mm. where we were going. Uh, we won't dilly-dally too much, uh, which is the opposite of what I usually do on a podcast. <laughs> but... Just to catch you up, um, in case it has been a whole week since you listened to the other half, uh, they just found out Hendrix was the guy who was uh, at the meeting all along. He was wearing a mask to look like Winstrom. I don't actually know why they did that. No, when I you probably could have done it just as him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm missing something. <laughs> Maybe they would have killed him. Maybe Actually, that's probably what it was. We keep talking this out and figuring it out because if it was just him there, they just would have probably killed him and been like, okay, mission solved. Yes. But Winstrom, yeah. Okay, we figured that out. Anyway, <laughs> running, running through a dust storm, crashed car, um, they've basically failed their mission because uh, Hendrix has the codes. The real and, codes. Yes. Mm. But he doesn't have a device to send the codes to the missile. Mm. So that's our next step. But first, uh, we'll go to where we left off. Basically, the team, after all this has happened, they're in, I guess, some tatty old room, I guess, a safe house or something. And they're arguing about how everything fucked up. And so Brant is Brandt's having... really angry. Yeah, having a big crack at Jane for killing Sabine and and then they have a crack at Benji for not... Anyway, they're all and yelling at like, each other. like, why do you care? You're an analyst. Why are you doing yeah, this? Why, yeah, what the fuck's it you, you, Jeremy Renner? And Ethan is in the next room, just kind of staring inside the mirror like, oh, geez. And then he gets a phone call and he's like, is he here? Have you been followed? No? Okay, I'll see you soon. So he's obviously got some other little plan tucked away. And he goes out to the team and as they're all yelling at each other because uh, I think Bran's like you're a field agent now Benji you should be better and Ethan comes out and you're just an analyst Bran yeah, sure so while they were fighting Sabine and her henchmen Ethan noticed Branton was doing an incredible job of He's disarming and like fighting fighting so obviously Branton is not just Branton's a- got a secret yeah he's got a big he's got a big secret and Ethan confronts him about it and Brand's like, well, we've all got secrets. And Ethan's like, they're like, well, tell oh. me then. <laughs> yeah, they're like, tell us. Like, I'll tell you if you tell me mine. And Ethan's like, I've got something to do. They're like, oh, well, can we help? He's like, no, you've done enough team. <gasps> and goes off. Obviously, it's just a thing that only Ethan can do. But I think he uses it as a thing to kind of shame the rest mm. of the team for like, because everything went so badly. Anyway, Ethan goes off and Brand actually talks to the other two and explains what happened. So Brand used to be a field officer, yes. And his last mission was protecting a couple in Croatia, which is where I was like exactly a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I just like and think about it, like, oh, I used to go on holidays Overseas. once. Overseas, that was nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was in Croatia looking after this couple and basically he had an inkling that someone was after them and he, against his better judgment, because there was not meant to be no contact with the, the people they were protecting, he wanted to warn them, but against his better judgment, he didn't. Mm. And then the woman got killed and it turns out it was actually Ethan and his wife Julia who we remember from the last movie so Julia was killed and Brant felt really responsible and stopped being a field agent Mm. from then on and then also Ethan was in jail because he it was like a Serbian hit team so he killed the six Serbian guys who killed his wife and that's why he ended up in jail and the other two were like my mind's blown I I think that was the turning point because Brant was set up to be such just a nothing weird character who's just being rude to everyone and everyone hates him and then you're like oh 
he's... Oh, now we kind of oh, see. I get it. Yeah. He's being weird because he knows Ethan and he feels yeah. awkward about the whole he situation. Said it, like, I, was sitting, I was responsible for yeah. your wife's death. Yeah. Going to do something I'm going to Dubai with this guy and I'm like, oh, do I tell him? Do mm. I not? And so I still hate his guts, but <laughs> his character makes a little bit more sense All right, now. you got a bit of an okay story. <laughs> yeah, so we found all that out. Meanwhile, Ethan has gone out, meets his big, long, blonde hair dude. Oh, yeah, who Fabio. Puts a, yeah, like a big, <laughs> ugly Fabio and puts a puts a big mask on him, gets taken somewhere and... And the mask is taken off and Bogdan yes. is there. He's from, who, from the prison. Who calls him? Sergey. 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 Nice to see you again, Sergey. Yeah. He's all really excited. <laughs> and he's so they've arranged a meeting with with his cousin, who is a very famous arms dealer, mm. which I guess is why Bogdan oh, is in. Oh, they kept him around. Bogdan, sorry. Bogdan is in prison. So, so he arranges this meeting and Ethan's like, uh, yeah, there's going to be a nuclear war unless you can help me out here. This guy, maybe you spoke to him, maybe you didn't, but basically he needs a satellite to set up a missile to blow up USA. The guy's like, I can't help you, but also I'm going to help you. And he <laughs> tells him, yes, I did. I know who that person is that helped him, which was himself, obviously. It was basically directed him to a telecommunications entrepreneur right, in yep. Mumbai who who has a crappy old satellite that he can Hendrix can use to finish his plan. So that's the next thing. And also immediately double crosses Ethan by ringing yeah. up. Calls and Hendrix? Call, and so, no, oh, no, he calls uh, the police. Call Sidorov, yeah, the cop, uh, the uh, yes. Russian cop, to be like, hey, I've got some information for you. Yeah. If you give me something in return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now they have to head to Mumbai because that's where... So this is the final piece of the puzzle. So mm. missile codes are required. The machine that you put the missile codes into that send the message has been acquired. And then they just need the satellite, which would then tell the missile to go blow something up. Yeah. So they go to Mumbai and the only way they can kind of intercept this is they need the override codes from the... Tech, I think his name's Nate or, Nate or something. He is this sleazy uh, dude. He's like, yeah, he's like a wannabe player. Boy, so they go to a party and we're discussing as well. So Jane is her job is to seduce this mm. guy because so suddenly she's very fancy. Yeah, she's got like this beautiful green dress, this big split, and like, do the IMF have like Splits a team? everywhere? Yeah, yeah, little gaps everywhere. Beautiful, and like, I don't know how her boobs. Like, you later see her bra, but you're like, how do her boobs look yeah. like that? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, this IMF is like a seamstress. IMF is like mm. making a gown like sexier, bigger slit, yeah. sexier. I, I work for IMF. I am their seamstress. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess where I can That's get to the IMF. Job, I'm yeah. not, not that good at sewing, but I'll try. <laughs> they go into this party, and so the plan is, and it's kind of a cute scene where Benji and Brandt are discussing what their part of the plan is. So they need to get, it's one of those things, they need to get into this big computer server thing, and the only way in is Brandt has to jump down this big chute. and there's a huge fan. There's a big, huge fan, cooling fan there, and then all that's going to save him is he's going to be wearing this magnet suit, and Benji's <laughs> going to have this machine underneath. The magnets will stop him from falling to his death He'll and then him. carry him along to do what he needs to do. And Brand's very unimpressed with this, but too bad, Brand, because yeah. do it. That's what you have to do. You <laughs> killed Ethan's wife. This is your business payback, yeah. dude. I guess Ethan's just there to orchestrate it all. So they go into the party, got a really fancy BMW they turn up in, oh, which beautiful. is mm, beautiful. And later on, you see like everything's projected on the screen, which seems like a good idea, except she was touching the screen heaps. And I'm like, dirty fingerprints mm, all over the windscreen. That's coming up soon. Yeah, her job 
is to seduce this old mate and old mate is actually well, the way she gets his attention she walks up straight towards him eats a grape so that's him just walks away and I'm like I who's straighty 180 here I'd be like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a woman did that to that woman that beautiful did that to me yes uh yeah she seduces him he's like gets his attention and then he comes up to her showing off about his wealth and everything and she, he's like are you impressed she's like and yeah she's trying to seduce him meanwhile brand has to is ready to jump into the tunnel thing and it's like he's doing these stretches and we understandably even though i hate him is wigging out because it's this huge drop into this big fan that just just trust these trust benji Mm. that's gonna do the magnet thing all right and they're like do it just jump jump Jump, and then he jumps and jane is so tense listening to all this that she's holding old mate's hand and nearly crushes it when <laughs> and so she's like fuck I just fucked it because the guy just kind of looks at her funny and walks away and she's like oh I've just ruined everything and yeah. Ethan's like I have an idea and goes up because she old mate catches Ethan and her exchanging looks and he's like who's that boyfriend husband she's like no just a co-worker so Ethan's plan is to make the other guy jealous he comes up and gives her a big kiss and it works. Just, just once I want Ethan Hunt to kiss me <laughs> at a bar while I'm wearing my beautiful green dress. But anyway, uh, it works and suddenly... He comes back, oh, you're a very passionate woman. You're a very passionate woman and, um, yeah, so her seduction ends up working but it's going really slowly because he's, like, showing off all his rich things, all his Kama Sutra <laughs> paintings on the wall and his very, very extensive uh, artworks and things that he has. She manages to get him into a room and when she's sure that they're fully safe, she chokes him and out and is like give me the codes or I'll kill you so that's how she gets the codes Brant manages to do his bit puts the thing in that allows them to take control of the satellite except too late while all this is happening Hendrix and his mate and uh, Winstrom have basically disabled the whole thing mm. and I've done it remotely from nearby and everything was done for nothing another dead end <laughs> so and Brant nearly dies in the time actually it's a kind of a cool stunt where he the way he's floating down like he can't get up all the way to the exit so he like crouches into a ball falls down nearly gets sucked into the fan and then blows back up again and yeah it was actually pretty cool how it did it even though it'd be better if Ethan did it but anyway yeah so now the team can't disable the satellite but the one good thing is Hendrix has revealed his location so Benji's like okay he's actually like 6.7 miles away we can get him back in the fancy car yeah Ethan and Jane are back into the very fancy BMW and they've got three minutes to get there so he's activated the missile and obviously it's not just him pressing a button the missile goes off it actually has to go through russian like it's through a submarine Mm, or something they have to say yes they have to yeah so that's a three minute process and they're like three and a half minutes away and they don't get there in time because there's traffic they're in mumbai so obviously people crossing the road people crossing the road and markets everywhere so they kind of hit another dead end there but ethan's like there's got to be a way to stop it like to stop the missile Mm. from going and she's like yeah probably but only on the actual the launch device thing yeah they meant they go to where Hendrix is. Hendrix does a runner. Ethan chases after him. Uh, Jane goes upstairs, chases Winstrom, and she gets shot in the process. She yes. just sighted for body shot, so she's she's okay. But she's a little bit disabled and unable to help. Benji and oh, also Winstrom has like pulled all the cords out, so they can't disable it straight away. And he's unplugged the power, so Benji has those to three, yeah, out. those three. Benji's like cutting up his fingers, mm. trying to redo all the cords, and all while Ethan is with him in this. Yeah, garage for so new this cars. Is why, like it's it is good. I just don't think it's as strong as other Mission Impossible movies. So they go into and I've 
I don't know where I don't think we have them in Australia, no, but I've it's one of those car parks. I know that I've seen them in Japan and stuff in action, but obviously in really population dense countries that need car parks, you can't just have a car parks like we have them because that takes up so much space. So these are like it almost reminds me of like a vending machine. Mm, they, exactly so you drive right. in, it's just like once I've seen in Japan, you just drive in this little garage door and you get out before it goes in, and then the car just gets sort of sucked in, and then you just leave the keys in the it car. Goes, it goes up somewhere. Yeah, it goes up. And the one I was trying to do, it was almost like a Ferris wheel, like you just saw the car going whoop, off to the right. Up and around, and free space came around. That so is amazing. it's it's amazing. I, so, I, I had no idea what I was looking at. <laughs> yeah, so it's a thing. And the way this one works is like it's multi-level, but all the cars are facing in a circle, mm. uh, all facing in each other on all these different levels. You know, when they want to pull a car out, they probably just press like C three, and then that C three car will come out and be pulled out and returned to the owner. So yeah, the big fight happens in there. And this is the other thing that I guess kind of doesn't make it as strong is Hendrix is a much older man actually in real life. The actor. Is an, is his exact same age as Tom Cruise? Yeah. Which you wouldn't but think. He looks a lot older. He movie. looks a lot older. Yeah. Uh, he also famously played oh girl uh, the original. He's because he's a Swedish actor. I've just forgotten his um, Michael Nivquist. He plays the main guy in Girl the Dragon Tattoo, but the oh, Swedish version. I have seen that version. Yeah, and he only died a few years ago, which oh. was really sad. But anyway, just my little bit of trivia. Thank you, because I really like Girl the Dragon Tattoo and movies and books. Yeah, he's he's obviously a much older character, mm. and he puts up such I mean, he, his entire plan is based on this. So he's, he wants to fight to the death. Mm. But it just seems unrealistic that Ethan, who is like the strongest, trouble. toughest man in the world, is actually struggling. Yes. I mean, the guy breaks Ethan's leg at one point, which I guess makes him. But then he breaks his arm. As, breaks, Ethan breaks the other guy's and arm. Still and still going. And they just keep going and going. And like Ethan almost gets a suitcase. And the suitcase is rarely in anyone's hand. Keeps going from platform to platform and to car, different level to level. And like Ethan will almost get it. And old mate will kick it out the way. And then they'll fall down to the next level and... They're really battered and bruised. Meanwhile, all the other stuff is happening because oh yeah, the reason why they're all fussing in the other building is because the missile, the code, the, mis- yeah, the missile's on its way, and it doesn't matter what Ethan does to that terminal. If it's not the power's not back all on and everything's not plugged in properly, then his button won't mm. do anything. So yeah, so they're fighting, fighting, and then Ethan's like, "I'm gonna get that and stop this bomb." And Hendrix is like, "Are you?" And just like holds the case and just throws himself off. Yeah, and just like, kills himself, com- commits suicide. Yeah, and Ethan's like, oh, "Okay." What do I do now? So he does what only thing Ethan can do. He gets into a car, he starts it, and he just drives off mm-hmm. 100 meters, drops down, doesn't die somehow, limps out, all battered and bruised. And <laughs> it's really cute. He opens up the case and is like, mission accomplished, presses the button. <laughs> no, but nothing happens because the other team are still fighting all mate. And yeah, so he keeps like pressing the button and is like, nothing's happening. And then gets to like one second. Yeah, one second left. And you can see the missile. I think it's going to San Francisco. And it's just that, and then next time he presses it, they've just turned on the power, got everything back up, presses it and aborts it. And so the missile just dies and just falls yeah. into the... It like clips a building yep. and then goes into the water. <laughs> and yeah, everyone's like, what was that? Yeah. Oh, just keep going with my life. Cool. <laughs> and they, yeah, they did it. So, and then all of a sudden, Sidorov turns up and looks and is like, oh, not the bad guy. So you're not the bad guy after all. <laughs> and he's like, no. He's I like, told you. <laughs> I was trying to tell you. And he's like, do you need to go to the hospital? Like, <laughs> yes. Hospital? Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. Uh, mission, mission, literally mission impossible, fucking done. Yes. Uh, so good on, good on them. Mm, um, a cute little ending. Yeah, to it so all sitting together. Yeah, the ending. 
Uh, so you may have noticed we haven't talked about Luther at any point. No. So Luther's only in this movie and is just like a token moment in this movie. I guess he's uh, being frames his schedule didn't match this mm. movie, but he's in it at the end talking to Ethan and Ethan is like, and you really said that mission accomplished. Yes. And Ethan's like, yeah, he's like, yeah. you're so corny dude. And teases him. The rest of the team come, Luther leaves and Ethan's like, oh, we had nothing, no one to help us. We just had each other. We did really well, which is the opposite of how they were acting earlier when they were fighting in that room. Yes. But he's like, teamwork. We did it. Teamwork makes the dream work. And he gives them all phones as like, I'd like us to stay a team. Mm. So just take a phone and, you know, I'll let you know when the next mission is, which, I mean, they all work for the same company. I feel like that's a really dodgy way of, anyway, mm. I don't understand how the AMF works still. Brandt is the only one who doesn't want to take the phone because he's like, you don't want me on your team mystery mystery and Ethan's like why he's like I'm responsible for your wife and he's like how do you know she died he's like there was a body he's like was there did you see it and he's like no he's like, so it turns out Ethan reveals it was all a bit of a setup to stage his wife's death because so she could stay safe so she could stay safe because yeah. as long as her and Ethan were together she was always going to be at risk yeah. because if you remember in the third movie she gets kidnapped and nearly murdered and it's all very yes. dramatic so yeah they that's their plan so Ethan was actually in that jail for a reason he was doing a mission he knows that something cobalt has people in the prison feeding him intel or something so ethan's job was to go in the prison find out who that was and you know he had to kill five serbian dudes to get into prison so he had to actually go through the process of being sent to prison which is pretty hectic yeah but he did that in exchange for julia being, being safe ah, okay. which then is kind of ruined because as he's talking to brand he looks up he's like looking across the way at a jet as a little ferry and julia gets oh, out julia, yeah. and i'm like i don't know if you should be in the same area as Julia no. ever but they sort of look at each other and smile and mm. that's kind of it and Brands me I was like okay I thought I fucked up but yes. I didn't Ethan walks off and he gets a phone call and they're like, your next mission, if you choose to accept it, is about the syndicate, which is what happens in the next two movies. Oh, I was going to ask. Is yeah. that actually what yeah, happens? Yeah, yeah. The Fantastic. syndicate's like a huge big thing in the next movie and carries on to Mission Impossible Fallout. And that's it. Right. That's number four, Ghost Protocol, baby. I loved it. Yeah. I'm um, an action movie person now. I like action movies. I didn't know that I knew it. I love it so much. <laughs> yes. oh, if you want some suggestions of action movies, I'll give you all my favourite action movies. So, yeah, it's an awesome movie. I just knock it down a little bit because of the ending. And it's still a good ending. Any other movie, I'd be like, that's sweet. Mm. But in the Mission Impossible movie, if you compare some of the other endings. But it's still good. Yeah, it's a wonderful movie. And the the scenes with the building and everything, like, that's just out of control. Beautiful to watch. And Brad Bird doing this as his first feature-length, like, first uh, live-action movie. Mm-hmm. He's intense. He's like, okay, well, we're just going to make Tom Cruise walk on the outside of a building for, for weeks and weeks. Okay, well, let's talk about, what do we call them? Tom Cruise-isms. Hmm. Something I always, the only one I ever take a lot of note of is running when I'm watching movies. Oh, there was lots of running in this one. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of running. like when he's, as the general in the Kremlin, he like is sprinting as the general through all these stone uh, tunnels under the Kremlin. Then there's the big running scene when he's in his beautiful shiny blue suit running and he's like the proper, <laughs> such a Tom Cruise run. Yeah. Yeah, he just runs like he's chasing Hendrix into the uh, car park area, mm-hmm. lots of sprinting through there. So Even at the very beginning in the jail with his friend, dragging oh, his yeah. friend along, running in the jail. Yep, yep, oh. just lots of running yes. in this one. And then they had to like try and keep up with the third one, which is just nonstop running for the second half of the that film. Was, that was like a whole minute of him running in the yeah. third in the third film. <laughs> I know, it's so good. 
<laughs> Such a good run too. Yeah. Yeah, so that's running heaps of that. Uh, obviously stunts, he did everything himself. And if you have the DVD or Blu-ray of this movie, they're, the making of is really, really good because they show mm. all that. And so what are the other stunts in this? I mean, the prison, I mean, that's just fake fighting. So that's not. What about on the outside of the building when he has to jump onto the van? Oh, yeah, he would have mm. done that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we just have a few safety ropes that they edit out. But otherwise, because like, when he, he hits the roof of the van and then just bounces off yeah, onto the look, ground. Kind of an army roll, but it looks very painful. Yeah, that looks, <laughs> it looks like Tom Cruise doing it the whole time, which, I mean, it was, but it looks painful mm. the whole time. Anyway, yeah, he did that. And so, yes. What about the car? Sorry, did you already say? The car falling? Do you reckon? I don't. Mm. I think they would have done that in a way that it would have been a lot safer than no, it was. Definitely. Like, definitely. A dummy. Surely. Definitely with did the, not. With the airbag coming out, there's no way you would have been able to. No. No, that would like, I think there's going to be a point where <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise is like, don't need my no. face smashed in today. But probably everything else on the car park they would yeah. have done, though. Yeah. Oh, it looks like he broke his, like, actually broke his leg, too. <laughs> Fuck. And Ethan Hunt's bones would be so strong, so that's hectic. So other Tom Cruise-isms, uh, there's that bewildered thing that he does, but that's more of an Ethan Huntism. so much as, oh, no, no, actually, no, it is a Tom Cruiseism because he doesn't, like, a, an oblivion stuff where he just kind of goes, like, what the huh? fuck? Or, like, oh, like, he's overwhelmed or kind of annoyed or whatever. None of our big Tom Cruise laughs. Not really any Tom Cruise smiles. So, yeah, some I n- noticed in the first three where there was a lot of panning of Hib's face, just big smiles. Yeah. There's a lot of filming of just big Tom Cruise smile. Yeah. So this one, I don't think it really had that in this. No, one. no. I think it's been so like action packed the whole time. Mm. Tom Cruise had not even one minute to smile. Like no. just go bang, 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 keep going. And I know that there was that one kiss with Jane, but there wasn't really the love interest for him. No, and because I guess that is something. So the first one didn't have love interest. Oh no, they kind of did with her, which was a. It was a weird one. That yeah. was something. Um, which never understood. <laughs> Second one had Tandy Newton, mm. which was horrible tacked on James Bond style one that I'm still yeah. mad about. Third one hit a wife, but for the rest of them, no. he kind of does more than the fifth film. He, but it's just never beyond it's not a, big a couple thing. of meaningful looks. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like it. There's never like a James Bond thing where he has to sleep with every woman he comes across. It's okay. just, yeah, I've got to get my job done. I'm kind of interested in the Wiss woman, but I'm too busy doing this. Because mm. so. I, I felt like uh, the second one, especially, he was being very seductive like the whole time. It was yeah. just him being a sexy man. But yeah. this one, he was more being like action man. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, and same as the last one. Like, even though he had a wife and everything, he was still action mm. and then a few tender moments back to action like yeah, yeah. uh yes we won't talk about the second one <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I told chloe that if she wanted to watch any of the movies to catch up that don't worry about the second one but you did it i anyway. did it. i wanted i wanted to see all of them i watched it with sam and we just were pretty much giggling the whole time we still enjoyed it though it wasn't i agree with it's, um what um your sister said it wasn't yeah. a bad film it was just it's ridiculous a product of its time <laughs> yeah, exactly it's a, it's a john woo film from the year 2000 yes. like i don't know i'm very sad there was no um glasses with a camera in them in this one yeah i was hoping know. they would keep going with that yeah just keep going look there was so much technology in this one i don't think they needed it yeah the technology level was way higher in this one than and obviously it's like 11 years after the first one but yeah and which is watching movies like this you do see how much technology mm. changes because even between three and four because three there just had like still had flip phones and stuff yes. and then four suddenly like touch screens yeah, were much their car is thing. telling them when people are coming <laughs> yeah like it's 
actually much more, it's quarter, even though it's 2011, it's still much more closer to now than mm. even the third movie was, which is always interesting to watch, like how they project technology and then seeing it actually match yes. how technology actually changed, which is pretty cool. I think for Tom Cruise's, there was no grenades or anything. I should always try and note this stuff down, but I never do. So may have missed a couple of Tom Cruise-isms. I guess we'll probably just rate it now. Mm. Yeah. I've had a think and I think I have a rating system, but Chloe, I would mm. like to hear what you rated right. this movie. I'm going to rate this movie um, out of, what do we call them? Magnetic gloves? Sticky gloves? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. how many of them? Ooh. And it's out of five? Mm-hmm. Four for the fourth movie. So four, four gloves. Dodgy. Dodgy. <laughs> It did not work. Dodgy sticky gloves. Yeah, sticky gloves. Out of five. Four yeah. out of five. That's yeah, it. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's I'm really confused good as to why I did not see it. because I don't think I saw it in the movies. No? I think I missed a couple of Mission Impossibles for mm. whatever reason. I think it was because I didn't like Tom Cruise, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> How times change. And also, which I regret deeply because... This 2010 to 2011 period was just Tom Cruise looking fine as hell, especially when he's looking bewildered, looking at his gloves. Oh my god! I know I keep talking about because I, I keep looking at my my action figure and remembering which, that scene and just thinking about that scene. Which yeah, this it's he's dressed like it. He's got real little clothes. If only he had the bewildered face on that. Yeah, he kind of looks the way he stands. Looks like a mummy at the moment. Oh, he does. He has a furrowed brow. He could be confused. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's overwhelmed. Yeah, don't worry. I'll send. I'll, I'll share some like really detailed pictures of uh, my figure. I've put it on my social media yes. before, but why not? Because it's, yeah. The people very, need to see. It's a very fancy, fancy figurine. I'll rate the movie now instead of talking about how hot my action figurine is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of an unorthodox one. I'm going to give this one four and a half fuck Jeremy Renners out of five. Because <laughs> I hate oh, him so much. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Google him and see what else he is in. Oh, I, you do it, I don't so know this guy. He's Hawkeye in the Avengers movies. I mean, those up, movies up are until great, now, so I have not been an action movie person. That's I'm going to have yeah. to go back and watch all these action movies. Did you watch Tag? No. No, he's in that and he was a pain in the ass in that. <laughs> I can't even think of what else he's in. He's in heaps and he looks so familiar. I'm sure I've seen something with him. Because even we're watching some, oh, watching Tag, I think, and Men's like, I don't, un- I don't understand why he's such a big Hollywood actor because he's not a good looking man, really. He's not a particularly good actor and he seems like an arsehole. Like he got in trouble for <laughs> saying some really gross stuff about Scarlett Johansson's character in the Avengers really? movie. Like, kind of sexist. And what's his face? Chris who plays the um Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, joined kind of joined in and then everyone was like, Nah, that's really sexist guys and so Captain America was like, I'm really sorry. No excuse. I will never make those gross comments again and Jeremy Renner's like, uh, I'm sorry you're so easily offended oh, no. about a fake character. Wrong. And we're like, ah, so there was that. And last year, I think it was, he created his own social media app that was just all about him. And (laughs) it was very confusing. So it was like a real shit Instagram and it was just him posting pictures and you could comment on them. But you could boost your comment by spending money on like stars to boost your comment. Why? So like it was like a money making thing, and like it was it was like he was like apps. Hey, kids like apps. Can we oh. make an app about me? And they're like, yeah, I guess. And they made it, and then they're all like shocked that trolls took over it and made and wow. ruined it. And I'm definitely gonna look this. And up. then a few months later, just shut it down. And it's hilarious. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. <laughs> Apparently he's a bit of a jerk. He's going through a big custody battle with his wife and Aww. has been some bad things have been said about him. Anyway, he's All a right. fucking cunt and I hate well, him. Well, it is justified then. You're yeah. allowed to have 
for yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I, half. See, I keep seeing people talk about how much they hate Jerry Renner. I'm like, yes, everyone hates him. <laughs> so yeah, four and a half out of five. Fuck Jerry Renner's. Uh, almost inclined to give it five, but I'm going to save that for Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, which will be coming soon. Um, okay, well that about wraps us up. We did pretty good awesome. time-wise. Good on us, Chloe. <laughs> for if you want to debate with me about Jerry Renner or fucking whatever, you can catch me on the internet. It's Tom Cruise reviews on Instagram and Tom Cruise review no s on Twitter or my website's TomCruiseReviews.com. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank I'm you. really glad that you liked watching these movies, and uh, you should definitely watch for a five and six. Something ASAP. inside me has awoken. Yes, <laughs> yes. There's some sh- there's some shit ones action movies out there, but there's a lot of good ones, and I'm very excited for you yes. to discover all these movies. Um, in the meantime, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Bye.